Hey everyone, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and check out the No Cartridge t-shirt. We finally have merch, and I would love to uh, see as many people as possible wearing these. It's for sale over at cottonbureau.com, C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com, slash products, slash no, dash, x, dash, c-r. You can also look up Cotton Bureau No Cartridge on Google, and you'll find it. Um, it's available, if you're listening to this on the 28th, for nine more days. Uh, the sale ends on the 7th, and we will make what we sell. But I would love to see some more sold, and I would love to see uh, some more people wearing this shirt. Uh, the rest you know, patreon.com slash nocartridge, twitch.tv slash nocartridge, and please, enjoy the show. Trevor Strong, Hegelbond on Twitter, and I'm here talking with uh, three uh, new friends of mine brought together by uh, an old interest of mine, which is uh, basically like the idea of taking a uh, uh, a really popular um, hip hop group or studio and making it into a fighting game. Uh, these three guys are brought together by uh, Def Jam, Fight for New York, uh, competitive play and and i'm basically going to hand the mic over to you initially to to just tell me what it's about but first uh introduce yourself tell everyone uh who you are and uh and what your kind of role in all of this is um who wants to go first it doesn't matter to me all right joey why don't you go first all right well since i'm already talking i suppose um so all right name's joey bagadons well that's my tournament handle and pretty much lifelong nickname uh can just call me joey for short but uh yeah just uh aspiring uh professional gamer who just happens to love Def Jam and promote it aggressively in everyone's face wherever I go, it seems. Um, <laughs> I know, it's but, great. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's just spent time working on this with uh, my brother here, the gatekeeper, or as everyone will know, GK. Um, but yeah, no, just spent time pretty much just evolving fighting games, especially this meta. So, you know, it's just something I fell in love with, used to grow up playing it all the time. Um, I have so many, I already have so many questions, but, uh, I will, I will hold off. So, so that's Joey, uh, GK, since, since you just got mentioned, you may as well introduce yourself now. Yep. All right. So as my brother mentioned, I'm the gatekeeper, um, GK for short. And I mean, I got in a Def Jam when my brother and I were younger, we, we got it for 20 bucks and yep. we just fell in love with the game. <laughs> so cool. we, we've been playing it ever since. And I mean, I guess given a segue to uh, Prenzler over here, he we we seen him at CEO one year, and that's how we got into the competitive part of the scene. Yep, he is so, the one who definitely got us drawn drawn into that. Yeah, I feel like that's a decent enough spot Perfect. for me to jump in. Yeah, yeah. So Chris, uh, so yeah, uh, my name is Chris. I go by Cinderella at various fighting game events. Um, past few years i've been hosting the def jam fight for new york tournament at ceo got into this game 
again because I played it a ton as a kid. Got into it again at uh, a different FGC event. It was hosting a bunch of random games you wouldn't expect to see at a fighting game event. Um, started practicing for it. Uh, Def Jam was one of the games on that list. Started practicing for it. Kind of recaptured my interest in the game again and that's what got me into wanting to host tournaments for it and start building a community around it. Sweet. So uh, I got to ask first off, um, did your guys' interest come up, come in uh, or did it start, I guess I should say with, uh, with fight for New York or were you interested in the original like PlayStation one, like OG uh, Def Jam game? Um, well, okay. Which is so a lot more janky, to be fair. Than, yeah, okay. Than so, well, I mean, first off, just, you know, in a, in a, in the general sense, I, you know, growing up playing fighting games as well as AKI wrestler games with um, my brother and still play, you know, plenty of those games to this day. And we act, I actually, you know, I played, uh, you know, I've, I've never actually played Def Jam Vendetta. I've just seen a lot of gameplay footage for it. And it definitely seems more true to a standard AKI wrestler game. But I actually didn't get into Def Jam until Fight for New York, admittedly. Which, on mm. that note, like one thing is a funny note to actually talk about, which we can always go into later, is starting off with Fight for New York, um, you actually get a very uh, interesting take on the story than if you actually would have played Vendetta beforehand. All I'm going to say okay. is D-Mob <laughs> is insane. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> We definitely need to get into that later. All right. Um, how about you, other guys? Like, did any did any of you play? Like, I I, I feel like I didn't, I don't know the term AI wrestler. So like, or uh, what you just said. Um, um, so so AKI wrestling games. Yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar with it. So like, so it they were a yeah. uh, like I think believe they were a developer uh, and all your favorite wrestling games out of uh, out of Japan. So WWF No Mercy, probably the most popular one. That was the game. Oh my god! Like that is that my all-time favorite N64 game. Like it's my all-time favorite wrestling game. It's my number two, but that's another conversation entirely. But uh, <laughs> I, put, I, don't, I consider Def Jam Fight for New York more of a fighter, which is why No Mercy is my favorite wrestling game. Same, uh, <laughs> but um, like I put tens, probably hundreds of hours on WWF No Mercy, and <laughs> that was kind of what got me into because i would say def jam is kind of a spiritual successor to that legacy um, yeah i kind of missed I the boat on vendetta but when fight for new york came out it came out just at exactly the right time that i was all over fight for new york mm. <laughs> yeah like admittedly me and my brother you know we didn't like find def jam and be like oh def jam no we were actually walking through a walmart together and i think this was 2005 or 2006 and keep in mind the game came out in 2004 and when we were walking through the walmart we just saw like this huge stand and all over it was just a bunch of copies brand new factory sealed of def jam fight for new york the uh, it was like platinum hits version uh, on sale for 20 bucks. Sure. And I was just like, hey, you know, we were looking at the case. It seemed interesting. We're like, let's, you know, let's see how cool this game is. Fell in love <laughs> when we played it. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah, I feel like the my sense of timing might be a little bit off, but I know, like, that was around the time Lean Back was on the on MTV. 
pump it up to been on the radio. So like, Hey, these are guys I see on TV and I can play as them in a wrestling game. And I guess that was kind of <laughs> the, the big appeal to me at the time. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that totally makes sense. I remember that being like, you know, I remember that being the appeal for me when, um, when the Wu-Tang fighting game came out, which was sort of similar to when <laughs> Vendetta came out, unless I'm misremembering. Uh, but like they were, they were so clunky. And now that you're telling me that they were like, basically sort of like they were more wrestling games than fighting games, um, it makes a ton of sense to me because I've never been good at understanding how wrestling games work. They always feel clunky to me. I'm just like I, uh, they're 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 basically wasted on me. I'm a, I'm a, a total philistine when it comes to wrestling games. Um, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, what I heard of Vendetta was that it was very it was a lot different. Like it was definitely, <clears throat> it was the more like sculpted. There was more of a meta. There was more sort of going on there than um, in Vendetta. And I don't know if that's accurate, but it sounds like it's something that you are building a meta for. So like, just on a quick note, just a, like a quick, super short answer on that. So Vendetta yes. really is like, honestly, just like the AKI wrestling games, literally, which is like Def Jam reskinned. And yeah, there's a health bar difference. Um, yeah, there's just like there's just like there's also the health bar difference, but other mm. than that, um, other than basically the health and meter difference, it's basically an AKI AKI wrestling game, which is hip hop artists and such. Whereas Def Jam Fight for New York, it is definitely a you know a direct sequel to Vendetta in a lot of ways, but there was so much added to it. Like they they I feel like they honestly evolved the parry mechanics and grab break mechanics. I could be wrong there. I haven't really, you know, I haven't, I haven't played Vendetta, so I don't fully know how the controls operated. But I do know with all the fighting styles, with the way the um, the frames and the attacks work, um, I think the hit variety, like, it, it honestly, it's a very unique game and just its overall function, I honestly mm-hmm. feel. You know, it's just like Vendetta, You play if you played WWF No Mercy and you went to Vendetta, you could definitely feel... Like, oh, hey, I'm still playing a game made by the AKI Wrestling Group. Whereas when you play Def Jam Fight for New York, even if you played either of those two directly before playing it, you're like, wow, this is pretty unique and interesting. What am I playing? Yeah. Um, I'd say one thing that's kind of amusing about that is you can still feel their influence in Fight for New York. Um, Like, I talk to Joey and gatekeeper all the time. I'm like, Hey, this mechanic kind of reminds me of how it works in no mercy or, Oh, this, this one subsystem is basically ported over and we didn't realize it because we've only really recently started digging into how certain subsystems work. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting because of course you think about stuff like, um, I mean, one of the things that I noticed when I was at uh, combo breaker was that, like what I understood about video games was, was not really right. Like I, I kind of just thought like, well, fighting games are fighting games. Like they just kind of, they operate like they operate. It's not, there's nothing, you know, specific, you know, the genre is fighter basically. Like that's, that's the genre and that's how we understand it. And then I realized like, no, 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 like there's an anime fighters and there are, uh, there are sort of like street fighter clones and then there's Tekken clones and there's grapplers and there's wrestling. And like, it, it feels like, in the way you're describing it, like um, Fight for New York is this weird kind of like, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, um, an orphan genre where like uh, it, it kind of marries a number of those genres together to something totally unique. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. my the best way I would describe it is it's kind of a hybrid of a wrestler, but also a 3d fighter. 
but it, mm. it does both really well. Yeah, and the thing is, admittedly, I feel it actually leans more towards fighter with the way the overall mechanic and like system and the combo is like just a lot of things we found out. I mean, even though it's definitely an AKI wrestler styled game, as he says, it is a fusion of 3D fighter, and I honestly feel, and in the end of it all, it leans more towards 3D fighter out outside of movement controls. Well, I'm going to interject there because, I mean, I see both of y'all's points, and I, I kind of have to agree with um, Chris on this, and it's because it really depends on your play style. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I play a very he heavy rust to... down, whereas Chris plays a very heavy turtle style. It, exactly, and the thing is, the more turtly you are, the more like big wrestling moves you're probably going to see from a character, especially if you're playing that type of character. Really, the only time I thought I'd hear the word turtly was in reference to the Master of Disguise. So this is, uh, this is very exciting. <laughs> uh, so expl- explain, but, explain to me the meta there. Like, so, so what is turtle style? What is okay. basically how do you how? What's the second level of this game? Because obviously, the first level of this game is exactly what I think. I think it was Chris was saying it. Like, it's just a it's a game where you can play as Slick Rick. Like, it's a game where you can play as Fat Joe. Like, that's <laughs> cool and obviously something you want to do. But like. You know, any any fighting game, once you're, you know, 20, 30 hours into it, the meta kind of starts appearing. So what is the what's the meta for Fight for New York? Like how did how is it played? How what is the strategy? Oh my goodness. There are so many different points there. Um Okay, well, I guess first we'll just start with, you know, elaborating a bit on what we were just mentioning of the rushdown versus turtley. Um so, like, an example of a turtley style, especially with a character you'd want to play turtley, uh, Bubba Sparks. He is, like, we call, we call him the Turtle King. He is, um, he is on the god tier part of it, so he's not really legal for standard tournament play by recommendation. He's more of open to god tier attorneys because he's just that overpowered. He's, okay. he's got the third best stats in the game overall. But, you know, uh, so anyways, he doesn't really have the greatest kit when you first look at it. So what you have to actually do is you have to ve- play a very, like, drawn-out, slow-paced defensive style. Because you're trying to space your opponent a little bit and create an opening to capitalize on it. And from there, well, he hits like a freight train, So and he's got combos for days. So... I mean, you know, he just has to basically play a very slow-paced game until he creates one opening, and then he can really do heavy damage. Whereas um, a character like David Banner, if you're playing correct, you want to play him like a very heavy rushdown. Because, and what that means is, so if Turtley is, you know, I'm waiting, I'm just playing, I'm just literally just trying to wait for a perfect moment, and I'm keeping away, I'm spacing, just, you know, you're literally just waiting, trying to create one opportunity just through waiting. And playing defensive, David Banner would be the polar opposite in this on a rushdown style because he's literally going to be coming at you constantly, trying to force you into directions and positions that he wants. So he has like a controlled area, you know, uh, controlled um, point on the entire field where his opponent would be traversing while keeping up heavy pressure with lots of attacks um, to essentially mix up his opponent to try and parry or you know basically he's going to force his opponent to make a mistake or do a move that he wants them to do so he can capitalize on it through intense pressure 
Okay. It, I mean, to simplify that, it's the difference between the perfect defense and waiting for an opportunity yeah. for the like super fast offense that creates the opportunity that that same defensive player would get if they waited for the right moment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, what's what tends to be the more popular strategy of the two? I, I would assume rushdown. Uh, actually, so. <laughs> We've we've um now I don't know if this you guys are more than welcome to chime in your opinion here. It's harder to play the game at rushdown uh, style, and on top of that, um, a lot of people can you know try to play this game like an AKI wrestler game, and so and well, it also kind of tends to be with character trends too. So actually, you see a lot of turtle styles or like middle ground in between, but still leaning towards turtle. You actually don't see a whole lot of um. You don't see a whole lot of rushdown play in a general sense. Actually, in this game, I'm kind of one of the exceptions here. I'm thinking like, and I think it's partly because I have to fight you guys as frequently as I do that it's more difficult but more rewarding to play a rushdown style. Like you are taking more risks to do it, but you are creating more opportunities when you're doing it correctly. Whereas if you're mm-hmm. if you're waiting, the opportunity may never come. Yeah, especially if you know you know how to if your opponent knows the game well and knows how to play a really safe game, like playing a character like Chang, then you might be waiting forever for that opportunity. You know, it's like you said, it may never come. Hmm. I mean, it sounds a lot like the way you're describing it reminds me a lot of the way people describe um Arxis games, where like uh, you know, you, you talk about like I remember asking someone, um, I think it was I think it was Bonic Plague. I asked, uh, like, okay, so like, when, like, how do you, how do you do, how do you comment on Blaze Blue? It's so complicated. And he goes, like, no, it's not complicated at all. Here, it's like, you know, you have this, and then you have that, and it's, it's, it's like, uh, it depends on the style you pick, and then you have the, the, the style that like contrasts it. And I was like, to anyone who is not super familiar with this game, that is super complicated. And I, I mean, it isn't like, <laughs> it isn't like he was wrong. Like, of course, it's, you know when you're commentating or when you're like in the scene, it isn't complicated, but I just find it like super interesting that there's this deep, like strategy, counter strategy thing going on, especially in a game that I think, and actually we can get into this a little bit. Cause I'm, I'm kind of interested in what you think. Like it's especially in a game that like, I think gets a bad rap in terms of, um, I don't know, being overly simplistic or being a gimmick game or being a cash in or something like that. Oh my god, yeah, no, I, I I see so many posts of people like this isn't technical. This is a simple and stupid game. You know, like people may love it, but they crap on it all day long. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, and I, I, the surface I, level I mean, is somewhat think? simple. Like, yeah, like admittedly, like in the grand scheme of things, even when you, especially when you, you know, like, you know, since you brought up Blaze Blue, you know, when you compare it to a game like Blaze Blue, it's definitely much simpler. Um, but there is a certain level of difficult tech. I mean, perfect example, let's go with Cindy J's 4K sweep block cancel tech. Um, <laughs> sounds but, uh, hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it is probably the hardest thing to do in Def Jam Fight for the Ark. Um, but, uh, yeah, ultimately the game, when, when you get to the, you know, the top of high level play, it definitely becomes a very big rock, paper, scissors point just because of that, like, it doesn't, 
it takes about 30 minutes, I would say, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to get into the game and really learn things, you know, especially if you have someone like us teaching us or teaching you. But um, beyond that, like to actually master it, that's just a matter of how long it takes you to get used to learning damage optimization, uh, mixing up the game and how on point you can be about parrying and grab breaking. Sure. Which, just like pairing in a game like Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, that just comes with practice and experience. Yeah, I mean, do you think do you think this game would have been... Let me put it this way. Do you think this game would have been um, more well-received if it was called Street Fighter Fight for New York and it didn't have Def Jam attached to it? Like, do you think there's, like... I don't, I don't necessarily want to come out and say, like, do you think, like, racism made this game less popular? But do you think, like, it was treated less seriously because it was attached to, like... Um, rappers and not sort of like known quantities uh, um, in the fighting game scene. I'm actually like my my take on that is I think at least as far as the game being taken seriously, the issue with it has less to do with the Def Jam Records label being on it than the AKI Corporation. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Wow. Yeah, no, it's it. Yeah, like actually. So first off, the Def Jam label atta- being attached is definitely a huge popularity boost that actually I feel <laughs> got people more into it. But on a it taking seriously note, yeah, I don't think. I mean, any silly, stupid game can be taken seriously if it's got the right mechanic behind it. But yeah, sure. I mean, uh, AKI Wrestling has a reputation for just kind of being a silly all over the place wrestling game, you know, company and. The games are great, but, I mean, you really don't take them seriously. They're just I'd, fun. I don't know if I'd be willing to go that far, uh, just because, like, if we look back at a WWF No Mercy, for example, there is a major championship for that yes. game every year, and that's been running longer than that has. So, but um, kind of to mm-hmm. go back to the original question at hand, I think if it didn't have the license, if this were just some new ip that played exactly like it did i don't think anybody would have noticed it um like it be it having the def jam name attached to it got its foot in so many doors interesting yeah there are actually plenty of people that hell just play this game just because you know the the characters in it and you know the label behind it and the soundtrack like Mm. there are plenty of people who are just hip-hop fans that are like hey i want to play def jam yeah, I mean, like, uh, one of the things that, that kind of strikes me about Def Jam and the FGC is, like, the FGC, and I've, I'll tell this to anyone who listens, is, like, the most diverse and open scene I've ever seen in video games. Like, it is just, like, <laughs> everyone is there. Like, I saw I saw a number of transgen- uh, transgendered competitors. I saw, I, I've said to a number of people, like, I think white people were the, uh, you know, overall minority at... Um, a combo breaker like it was exactly not how you hear video games build and it was it was super cool like it was really interesting to see i'd never really uh been in a video game scene like that before and so like in some ways like it like the hip-hop mentality makes a ton of sense within the fgc so like that i, mean, I guess I mean, it's, makes sense. it's also kind of a perfect storm of the fgc's interests like the fgc and i'm absolutely being general here they like fighting they like professional wrestling and they like hip hop music. And this game has all of those <laughs> things together. 
I will. I saw. I saw some Bullet Club shirts at uh, Combo Breaker. So like it <laughs> seems seems true. Like it's I, that's well. That's how I understand that people are serious about wrestling. There are bullet yeah, the competitive spirit. Bullet Club shirts. <laughs> yeah, the competitive spirit is de- uh, definitely you know a huge part of everyone in the FGC. It doesn't matter what the game is. There's there are people people in the FGC are starting competitive Mario Party just to compete in another game. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, I, mean, I guess the only the only thing that is actually taboo in the fighting scene is Smash, but um, probably probably not enough time to to talk about Smash here. Um, but yeah, no, it's like it's it's a fascinating game for that. Like I've always I've always found it interesting for what it is. Like it seems like it's the only game that is, or the only series of games that is just so connected with pop culture in a way that you would think would be like I don't know fairly popular in video games, right? Like it wouldn't. It's not. It's not so strange to think that, like, okay, um, video games probably are going to uh, focus on trying to appeal to, like, an MTV audience and not just, like, a video game playing audience. But it feels like that sort of dropped off after Fight for New York. Like, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, crossover uh, attempts. I mean, you could make the argument that's one of the things that helped Fortnite get to where it is, is, you know, all the the dances, emotes, things like that, like... Oh, I've yeah. I've seen this on YouTube. I've seen uh, like I've seen Drake do the hotline bling like on uh, memes or just watching the music video and mm-hmm. put this in the game. Yeah, and I mean now and like on like Twitter and you know just any form of social media, like at all the you know quote unquote Fortnite dances, you know that are out there, you know, and actually they're dances, you know, hip hop artists, you know, just variety of people, but you know they were putting Fortnite, so everyone calls them Fortnite dances, and I honestly feel that's a really big pop culture, you know, build point, you know, and a cross between games and pop culture where popularity arose due to it. Yeah, definitely. No, I think like I think the you know it's it's fascinating to think about. It. I mean, for a number of reasons, I just I, I hate when this happens, but I just I completely agree. Um, that's really the, the most boring possible answer, but that, that's a great answer. Um, what is, I mean, so like, talk to me a little bit about, um, talk to me a little bit about the, um, the plot of the game. Like, so you said the plot's crazy. Um, okay. Game wouldn't happen if D mob could run his gang with any kind of proficiency. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, you know, like I'll, like short summary, you know, you uh, bail out Demon when he's getting hauled off in a cop car by crashing into the cop car, and then you become a part of his crew. You become his main fighter. All sorts of uh, shenanigans, you know, situations <laughs> sports arise. Sports, illegal sports betting. Yep, and uh, you know, just people just trying to control turf and territory through the fight clubs. Okay. And, you know, just all, all sorts of, you know, crazy gang stuff happens. But, you know, let, let's go away from the story for a moment. Let's go to how Please. crazy D-Mob is. <laughs> so playing Def Jam Fight for New York, you, you see D-Mob and he's like all about loyalty and respect and honor and playing by the rules because Sticky Fingers is on your crew in the beginning. He's like D-Mob's top guy, rightfully so, according to tier list stats, mind you. He is objectively and the best like character the, in the game. Oh, yes. <laughs> he is busted. He is the only zoner in the game due to broken hitboxes on his fist. Oh. On top of having the best stats. Oh, um, 
so he is just busted. He is like playing Gil in Street Fighter Three Third Strike. He is okay. just an overpowered boss. All right, Joey. Um. Anyways, so, uh, sticky fingers. Um. You know, and, and when you first get to their place, you know, and you know they're talking about stuff with Crow. They're like, "Hey, let's just roll up on the guys, you know, and just you know take them out." And the mob's like, "That's not how we do this." And <laughs> You know, when playing through the game, if you've never played Vendetta, you're like, oh, man, okay, so he's really just playing by the rule, trying to be fair. If you play Def Jam Vendetta, so literally he is completely insane. He is like the New York City's black joker. He is like, he just, you know, just does what he wants, shoots whoever he wants, does not care. He is super crooked. Okay. Um. In fact, at the end of the game, due to, like, a dispute, I mean, he literally shoots the guy, and then you tackle him when the fight starts. I mean, like, he was trying to shoot you. Wow. Um, fight for New York begins the moment he's he lost the fight and is basically getting tossed over the rail. Like, it actually end, it begins directly on that game's ending. So it has, like, very clear continuity with Vendetta. That's great. Yeah. But it the does, thing but is, literally... changes. Yeah, the thing <laughs> yeah. is... <laughs> the the beginning of the vendetta, like the final boss fight against D Mob, he is completely insane. What happened during, let's just say, that ten minutes of him getting his, you know, his butt kicked hard by the main character of the game, and then getting into that cop car? You know, I mean, like he, it's like a personality just died and a new one formed. He's now not crazy and crook anymore, but about loyalty and respect. <laughs> okay, no, Joey. We, we talked about this. <laughs> R- remember, he's got multiple personality disorder, and you start to see that insane personality come back <laughs> when you start working for Crow. Yeah, there's a moment where he's Crow is, you know, basically blackmailing you because he like steals your girl or something like that, and you gotta start doing fights for him. And like, you get a text from D Mob, and he's talking about like giving you cement shoes, you know, <laughs> throwing you in the river. <laughs> I was gonna say he so, had that he, uh, had that come to Jesus while you were beating on him in vendetta just have uh <laughs> just have buttons uh take a walk with me plan while he just reevaluates his life yeah. choices. So, <laughs> why why is there i mean this is this is sort of like this goes back into uh some discussion about wrestling too where like you know it's a, it's a long tradition of of games having um like extremely serious subplots um with like you know i think the first time i ever talked to anyone on the show was uh we I talked about um, the Ring of Honor game written by Suda. So like, you know, this is like this is something that I I, I know about. Like, wrestling games have really serious plot lines, but like, I mean, it's so it's so weird, especially in like you know when Call of Duty Four, for instance, or I'm sorry, Black, Black Ops Four is um is like explicitly non-story. That like it's it's such a it feels like a 2000s throwback to see like, okay, we definitely have to work in this massive story to make, make it so that all these uh, cool rappers can be in a video game and not just, Hey, these cool rappers are in a video game. Feel free to play it. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a fighting game tradition as well. Like, okay, cool. Mm. You have, you know, eight, 10, 20 guys on your roster. You've got to give them some reason to fight or what's the point. Yeah, there are actually a decent yep. number of games though in the fighting like in the fighting game team. Less common these days, but more common in the older days, where it was just a bunch of characters in the game just fighting. Um 
I mean, the, yeah, typically there is a story or a point, you know, or at least just a general summary, not like an in-depth story. But um, there are in more modern days, there are actually in-depth story modes for the game now. But uh, yeah, I mean, fighting games, are just fighting games, whatever the reason be behind it. <laughs> the depth of the story for Fight for New York back in the day was actually rather in- entertaining. I mean, it's great. I I love it. I I have no I have no problem with it being there. It's just it's just kind of mm-hmm. interesting to see. Yeah, I love fighting. I love fighting games with story. Actually, yeah, I, I love story and video games in general, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I want to ask you all more about your your favorite kind of uh, non non well, not even non FGC, but non non Def Jam uh, favorite video games. But the um, so talk to me a little bit about um, talk to me a little bit about like organizing this as a tournament. I, I'm, I'm I'm interested first. So the tier list, right? You you, you said there are. There are god tier characters. I was most tickled to see uh, Slick Rick on the god tier characters. That made me pleased because I, I I think Slick Rick is cool. Uh, that's that's um, new as of <laughs> maybe a couple weeks ago, at least as of this recording. Wow. Yeah. So so what makes a character god tier? Like what? Obviously, you you described uh, Bubba Sparks is 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 op. Um, uh, that that sticky fingers is a zoner that has like a broken hitbox. This all totally makes yeah. sense to me. Like that makes sense as to why there would be. Uh, they would be off limits at a competition, but like what? So yeah, Joey has the, the has the two hour answer. I've got maybe a shorter answer, yeah. but I'll, I'll let Joey take over this first because yeah. I know he's got some capital O opinions about the God tier yeah. characters. <laughs> so to try and summarize on the general point of what makes the God tier God tier is when you play them against the rest of the roster. There, it's just it's just such an overbearing match between the the, the god tier characters' kits and stats versus the rest that they're pretty much never going to lose okay. if played correctly. And part of the reason why the god tier became so expansive is every time we eliminated one god tier character, a new god tier showed up because the god tier who was beating him before is now gone. And we've... <laughs> finally got it to a point where that's not happening anymore okay but you know that's that's part of you know that's part of you know delving into the game you know exploring the tier list the characters and evolving the meta you know it's just part of the learning process especially when it's you know two three people working on a tier list for a game yeah and i'll i'll openly admit and you know joey and gatekeeper can verify i was fighting every step of the way because i was afraid of the slippery slope like when are we going to like (laughs) see characters not getting cut anymore and see <laughs> your game is in a really healthy looking place nice. i mean you know i feel like this is a good place to kind of like segue into like what we've been doing i mean i remember you talking about sakurai dying at his desk over here <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> um so we have been looking over the tier list despite my uh, pushback because I feel like we need to give ourselves a minute to look at it with fresher eyes. But the more we delve into it now that we've eliminated the unhealthy characters, so to speak, and pushed them into God tier, we're finding a lot more viable options. And what was our recent oh, count yeah. so, like now that we've been playing it? So first off, getting rid of these gods here characters, it pretty much makes a difference of having only one viable character that wins a match or a bunch. And with the god tier character eliminations, we actually have a healthy 
for a professional, like high, you know, high tier level play where everyone's fair and they're like the highest tier, a fair 31 character viability out of a 70 character roster. Wow. 69, actually. Well, so, yes, yeah, 69 if you exclude the custom. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of curious when you say viable. So I remember. And I, I'm not a Tekken guy, so I will uh, I will absolutely botch the um, – I will not actually even remember the name of this character. But there, I remember watching uh, one of the tournaments. It was the Tekken finals, and uh, the one dude was was playing as a guy who's generally seen as like a garbage character, as a, as a bottom tier character. And he had figured Bad, out The panda to... bear, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. Um, but it was it was a really cool match. Like it was fun to watch, and I, I really appreciated him kind of – you know, mixing it up because a lot of the same characters were being used. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things that that struck me about that was like, okay, so if he can figure out how to make this viable, how viable are bottom tier characters if you can make them work? Like, I know on Smash, people will say like, well, you can never use Roy. Roy is broken. He's not a good character. Um, so I noticed Kimura, uh, <laughs> just a shame for for. <laughs> Is um uh, so bottom tier character? Could you win with Kimura, or is she that broken? Okay, so so tier viability is heavily dependent upon the game itself that you are playing, and then you know on the level of skill, you know, like play involved between both players. But let's just say you know both players are top skilled level. You know that they are. You know they know the games ins and outs, and they're playing. The tiers basically, you know, signal, okay, if they're god tier, they are going to win if they are fighting, you know, like they're they're just that broken OP. You don't even have to know the game as well to use them for most cases, actually. Um, but as far as, you know, god tier aside, they're the separated as such to you know, like, yeah, if Kimora is one of the worst characters in the game, and if Kimora were to fight someone like David Banner, who's one of the best characters in the game, in between these two players, the David Banner is most likely gonna squish Kimora, you know, out of a hundred matches, probably all 100. Okay, uh, what I um, oh, I'll it, finish, I'm sorry, yeah, I was just gonna say so. The, the, the t- so I, that's why I said 31 viable characters, because in professional tournament rules with the way the list, the rules are, you know, anyone who's not God tier is basically allowed. And with the tier makeup, you know, the low, mid and high tier, um, you know, you, you typically, you know, t- top tier rules the field. And with that said, you know, with the God tiers, you know, eliminated, we have a healthy 31 character top tier roster listing for tournaments. Wow. Now, because uh, I know you talked about the uh, Tekken World Championships, and that's kind of circles back into the, this conversation as well. Like, if you think about how that player won with arguably the worst character in the game, you know, they were, and maybe guessing isn't the right word, but they were guessing correctly more frequently they were, than their opponents. They were conditioning their opponents to make the choices that would lead to more favorable outcomes to the Panda player. And yeah, if you can do that, if you can just consistently outplay your opponent at every phase of the game or make them play your way, it wouldn't be unheard of for a less viable character to beat an S to your character. But you, yeah, you just, I guess you could call that playing perfect rock, paper, scissors. That's pretty much it. Like it's, the chances of it happening in a real game to just 
parry every strike and break every throw extremely low but it can be done mm-hmm. interesting yeah i mean how often do you see it in in tournament play um that's a combination of like not common but also common because you know typically you get some really skilled players who come in there and you know look as in the professional competitive scene you kind of got to be able to make the impossible happen to win a tournament. I mean, you know, I'd say CEO yeah, yeah, it was sure. a decent example of that. Like for on that particular day, I was playing out of my mind and parrying everything and breaking everything. Now that's not going to happen <laughs> every time I sit down to play, but on that day I had a really good day. Yeah. Or just like, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, just like, um, CEO, uh, 2018 my brother was doing that really well against me in the suspect versus carmen electro match or you know i kind of i guess in a weird way did something similar in shack <laughs> right <laughs> never played the game before in my life you know, it's, <laughs> it's why we play the game like sure yeah. um yep. you know justin wong can sit down against some random that walked in off the street but maybe it's that guy's day today you know, that's the reason why we play it out and don't just float him out of the pool and advance on the top eight. Yeah. And I mean, like it, it, uh, that is kind of a really, a really good way of putting like what is cool about the fighting game community in, uh, in, in context. Cause like, yeah, I mean, usually it goes the way that you wrote it up. Like I remember in, uh, in pools, I played a skull girls pool and uh, I got put against, I think a guy who I, I don't know if he won it, but he was basically like a, a top eight player. And, and I, I am, I, I don't really play school girls at all. It was just kind of like, Oh, I play this sometimes. This will be the one I, I kind of compete on. So it's a, it's a real, you know, journalistic endeavor. Um, and he mm-hmm. totally destroyed me. I didn't get one hit on him. Um, and and, and <laughs> yeah. that's, like, that's how you write it up. Like, okay, that's, that's what's going to happen. Most times he's going to perfecto me and that's okay. Like, that's just kind of how it's going to happen. But it also like watching the actual matches, especially against like the skilled players. It's like, oh, you know what? Like this could actually go a lot of different ways. Like it, it doesn't matter if this person is amazing, if this person is you know considered like a new talent or an old talent or whatever. Like you watch people lose in these matches where it's like, oh, I really thought like the you know the established Justin Wong kind of guy or the established like um, I, I'm blanking on names because I always blank on everyone's name, but like. You know, just any sort of established player can just get totally taken to task and and lose, and it's just it's it's kind of beautiful that way. It's it's an amazing thing to watch. Mm-hmm. A little bit more about Def Jam's uh, kind of like coming into it with the meta. So, like, let me ask it this way: Is Def Jam a regional game at this point, or do you have like a nationwide like group of people really enjoying it, like really playing it, really sort of like? So, you know, interesting point on that is we actually kind of have it not just in the country but even in other countries player like player base like i mean we have uh you know people like um robert in the discord who lives all the way in slovakia pnd ketchup and mustard live in the uk um we have so i know some people are also in canada other people on the other side of the u.s i mean we're on the east coast and we got people all the way over on the west coast i mean it's actually fairly widespread i mean i know there's actually this def jam interest all the way over in australia wow and that was also the goal of starting discord because okay yes i run tournaments in orlando 
maybe we draw some guys from Georgia, the Carolinas, things of that nature. But hey, I don't know what's going on in the Midwest. I don't know what's going on overseas. Um, so the whole point of running the Discord is I want to know, hey, are you running a tournament? Um, you know, talk to me about the strategies that you guys are implementing or, you know, how many players you've got. We can help each other, promote each other's uh, events, things like that. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the other important aspect of this uh, Discord server, you know, one, it's giving more exposure to the game, but two, um, because of the way um, emulation actually works, we're able to do net play now. Yeah, this game never was built with net play you know people could not play online with each other you know yeah it was but now we before that era yeah and with that said because of you know emulation you know splendors you know we've uh <laughs> i mean hell uh, chris here fought uh robert you know and you know chris doesn't have the greatest computer and he lives on in florida you know, on the, which is on the east coast of the U.S., and he's fighting Robert, who's all the way over in Slovakia. Wow! On in a match, in the same match on Def Jam fight for New York, and it was able to go without too bad. Like, like you didn't have like terrible latency issues or anything like that. It was playable. Like it's it's not the same okay. as offline, and it never is. No matter how good your internet sure. connection is, no matter how good the game's netcode is. So it, it it was well, yeah, yeah, and that's any that's any right. Game. I mean, that's not just, Def but it was definitely yeah. very playable. Wow, cool. That's amazing. Um, has, has that been something you guys have been working on? Is that your emulation? So we we haven't, you know, it's not our, you know, we've been using things like Dolphin and Parsec. Sure. Um, you know, in the game down, but we've been basically, you know, promoting we uh, the community. We've also been figuring out how to optimize it better through the settings and, you know, posting the settings so people can actually play the game at its, uh, I guess, you know, just simply put it, the best point the game can possibly run at, you know, lag, lighting, yeah. graphics, you know, that, that's been a lot of work. Yeah, me and uh, JJ uh, Mondo, one of the mods in the Discord server, we've put a lot of work into figuring out, like, what the best settings are and how to make it so it runs smooth as smooth as possible with as low latency as possible between players. Sure. And we've found out things for Dolphin. We found out things for using the PS2 emulator through Parsec. And we kind of have a nice setup. And we actually, the server at this point is actually hosting weeklies. So we're getting some real like Def Jam competition. Wow. Yeah, small stream time exposure, and you know, and, you know, the viewer count's been good. I mean, it's you know, and thanks to you know the help of some players and the aggressive promoting I've been doing. I mean, it continues to grow more and more of social media all the time, and you know, and I've also been taking the time to train everyone who wants to learn that comes in. So that's also been improving the player base as well as like motivation you know and you know the overall meta from just the overall players in the scene which is nice to see. so oh yeah no go uh, uh, please oh no 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 so no so i was to say so i mean we, we we got a you know nice variety and skill point as well and it's nice to see as well as the popularity you know blow out that continues to grow no i was gonna what ask you gonna so you guys are basically doing a uh it's kind of like a version of um yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. It's it's a version of of like local or or regional fighting, but 
it's all online. Like it, it, it is kind of like this, this amazing, almost futuristic sort of thing where it's like, you know, yeah, we, we think about, uh, you think about the, um, you think about like, uh, I don't know, like New York regional street fighter or like, oh yeah, this is like, this is like a San Francisco, uh, uh, guilty gear or whatever. Like, you know, we just have our FGC communities and we play these games, but like, it would be hard to find that for Def Jam because it's a smaller, a smaller game that you're kind of like revitalizing and to find it on a discord server to, to, to sort of build it that way kind of creates this virtual hub, which is very, very cool. Well, one thing to actually add on that is although the majority of the competition is net play as well as the weekly and all that, like the main professional tournaments are actually, you know, at events like CEO as well as Frosty Fausting, which are in-person, in-person tournament events, you know, where, you know, we're actually using, the old, you know, old consoles like PS2s, you know, and streaming them wow. like on stage um, at these big tournament events, you know, prize pot and all, medals made. I mean, I, I know me and my brother and, Chris here, we all got our medals probably hanging in our rooms. I know I got mine over awesome. here from the tournaments. You know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I know, I know Chris has uh, some kind of monthly stuff, you know, down in the Orlando area for Def Jam. So, I mean, there are some local scene stuff, and there are, I have actually seen and gotten posts from other people that have actually posted their own local Def Jam scenes in whatever state or country they are in. There are, you know, there are people, you know, trying to start up their own Def Jam scenes, which is really cool to see. So it's not all virtual, but they're, you know, the main tournaments definitely are, but, you know, the, the large, the largest portion of this community currently is virtual. But yeah, we do actually have a, you know, a growing local, like on, you know, I guess non-virtual space uh, community for the so, game. So, what's the end? What's the end goal for you guys? Like, what? I, and I guess this could differ for all three of you. Like, what? What's the? If you imagined um, the Def Jam in 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 a kind of perfect world, like your ultimate ambition with it, what what would that be? Is it um, getting representation at every major FGC? Is it just sort of like a a revitalization of interest in, in terms of the scene? Is it something different? Like, how do you? What's your sort of like ambition with this? Um, I guess I'll take that one first. Um, so I've got yeah, probably sorry, two all you guys somewhat the direction. Yeah, <laughs> two somewhat immediate goals. Party. Yeah, um, one being I want fight for New York at Evo. Okay, um, awesome. Like I <laughs> want to, you know, pack my trunk with my PS2 um, and have like a real side tournament at Evo that does numbers. Uh, the second goal that I have would be because my main base of operation is Orlando CEO is a half hour up the road. Well, it's in Daytona now, but, uh, when it was, it was a half hour up the road for me. Um, I want to outdraw an official game with the Def Jam side tournament. Okay, <laughs> and I'm sure if uh, awesome. yeah, if Jabaley heard that, he wouldn't be giving us official side tournament status anymore. But that's uh, another story entirely. I don't think he listens, so don't worry. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Cool. Um, um. Yeah, go for it, dude. No. Oh, uh, um. Do you want to go first, uh, Gatekeeper? Or no, I'll let you go. All right. Um. So I mean, essentially, you know, end goals here would be uh. 
Well, I mean, definitely want to, of course, see him get a bigger spot at CEO eventually since it uh, is, uh, you know, Def Jam's home, if you will. Um, it's where, you know, it grew up from. But beyond that, um, yeah, I definitely would like to be able to do like a Def Jam World Tour kind of thing where we see it at all kinds of events, including, as you know, Chris stated, Evo or Combo Breaker or, you know, just all, you know, all bunch of major tournaments and, you know, to also hopefully get a big status at all of them. But if by some miracle we were able to draw up enough attention, I would love to see like a PS4, you know, or, you know, just a current gen remaster of Fight for New York or or preferably a direct sequel because we had a sequel called Icon. But in amongst the Def Jam community, Icon is a game that never existed because it's what wow, killed really? the scene. That bad. Uh, yeah. What's it so bad? Yeah. <laughs> Icon is the re- icon is the reason we don't have another Def Jam sequel, and our belief is. Wow. So what was? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to hear. I want to hear the final one. But like, what? What was so bad about Icon? Chris, uh, you want to take that one? <laughs> yeah, I guess it just kind of <laughs> threw away all the depth that a fight for New York had. Um, all the all the interactions were really simplified. The move lists were really simplified. Okay. Um, they added in a bunch of gimmicks that only sort of worked. Um, and it just kind of felt like, uh, like, and lazy is a bad word to talk about games. Cause like games aren't made lazily. I understand it takes a lot of work to put a game together, but I guess it felt like an incomplete game. Okay. Hmm. That's a drag. Like especially yeah. hearing all that was so good about Fight for New York and and Vendetta, like it's just it, it sucks that that happened. Yeah, it's a depressing <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I think we heard from uh, uh, unless I got it wrong, I think we heard from everyone but Gatekeeper. So GK, what's yours? Yes. Yep. So I mean, what I would like to see out of it is. Uh, obviously, I actually agree with Chris on potentially uh, beating out one of the main stage titles, which honestly, if we keep up this like promo status and get enough people interested in it, I could see that happening because, I mean, you had certain games like uh, there, were, there were certain games actually at like CEO that had what 60 people. There's minimum. probably some that had less than that even. I think there were some that might even have a little less. So, I mean, as much as like we're growing it, I could see us definitely getting past that at some point. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't want to dump on KOF because I'm a KOF player, but we could do KOF numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, but I mean, I like the idea of the Def Jam World Tour, but honestly, like we're talking about side tournament stuff. I feel like if we're eventually able to put out numbers that are comparable to main status games or better, I don't see any reason why we couldn't be there one day. Basically, you want us to be the next Catherine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, that's a cool idea. Which we're very that. close to be. Wow. Um, so I have a couple of side, uh, side questions for you. I should have left that to be the end because that was an awesome end. But uh, I, I got to ask you these questions. I, they're just they're too interesting to me. Um but I will say I, I had been looking for an excuse to go to CEO and now I kind of have one. So um, I'm going to try and make it over. Hey, we'll be happy to have you, man. <laughs> that would be, that would be awesome. I would love that. Hell yeah, man. 
you got to. I mean, <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna pick whoever, um, whoever song I like the best, and uh, it will not go well. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, talk to me. Uh, two things. Uh, first off, um, favorite uh, favorite non Def Jam games. Oh, tough one. That uh, that's a lot. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to I'll try to minimize it to a. Uh... Like I love the Paper Mario series, the first two. Okay, I mean, cool. not the rest. Um, uh, Pokemon Puzzle League on the N sixty four, Phantom Crash, and some old other fighting games like N sixty four Clay Fighters, like PS two Generation Guilty Gear, as well as games like Dark Souls. I also like my platformers, but I play I'm a lot. Here with you on that. That's good. I have many favorites. I have many <laughs> favorites. Chris, GK. <laughs> Um, and you, Chris, top one all time for me has to be CVS two. Like just the way combat flows in that game. I love it. Like the fan service is fantastic. Like so many little winks and nods at Capcom and SNK fans. Mm-hmm. Um, just the whole presentation gameplay, that game's easily my top one. Uh, oh, Real quick, just you know, we we might want to avoid abbreviations here for those who are not familiar. So CVS two might have went over, you know, like any of some people's heads who would listen to this. Fair. No, that's okay. No, it's good. It's yeah. we, we do have a. It is it is sort of a varied audience. So that's that's it's not unfair. Um, although I yeah. I kind of I kind of appreciate yeah. it because it makes me feel like I'm in the know, which uh which is gratifying. So you know, oh, I'll, I'll let bad. it slide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I guess that segues into what my favorite. So, if I'm gonna stick simply within like, here's my favorite all time. I've got a series of games that are my all time favorite, nice. and it's the Mortal Kombat series. Um, I don't know. I, I got started on that when I was too young to be playing it in the first place. Same. Everyone who got started on Mortal Kombat got started on it when they were too young to Same. be playing but it in the first place. So, <laughs> and I just, I, I've just stuck with it. <laughs> so, um, as far as like my favorite game outside of the FGC, it's easily the Yakuza series at the awesome. moment. Oh my God, awesome. they're so good. Yeah. Okay, and uh, and and I gotta ask you now. Uh, we, I mean, although that does explain explains uh, everyone liking Yakuza explains why everyone likes the uh, sort of like melodramatic but very personalized and interesting plot of, of uh, Fight for New York. So that's that's helpful. <laughs> so uh, favorite favorite uh, favorite. Let's see. Let's see. Playable character in Def Jam based solely on the records, not on anything that has to do with the FGC. Oh. Um, okay, so I'm torn between uh, Snoop Dogg and okay. Redman. Two good ones. Or, well, uh, sorry, Snoop Dogg, Redman, or Crack. Or, sorry, Fat Joe, as he's called. Because right. uh, you know, the, the, uh, Fat Joe is called Crack, and Snoop Dogg's called Crow, and Def Jam. <laughs> okay. Just like Redman's called Doc. License or no? They actually have the, the the like they have them like playing a role. Like mo- most of the characters in the game actually just go by their name. Like Slick Rick, they just a Slick Rick. But you know, Comp is just Comp. But there are certain characters yeah, like, where you know they just like they're playing a name or a role or I don't I don't, yeah, I don't I think, know. I what think the it's like a, was all right. I'm just Snoop Dogg is not actually it's a movie. You know a murderous gang leader you know but he's playing one in this game so that's why he's crow and not snoop dog 
Uh, right. So like some of like the more story <laughs> important characters, they are characters, not just like people playing themselves. It makes sense. Yep. And Red Man's not a person who just makes very Carrot Top esque witty phrases while yelling at you and I mean, sleeping I on the couch all the time. Believe Red yeah. Man is a guy that just like smokes a bunch of weed. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say that sounds a lot. Like, <laughs> I think Redman might be the Redman is right. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, um, who else? What else? Who else? Uh, who else has some faves to share? I think I've got to go with Busta Rhymes. Okay. Um, like I don't know, his music videos were just so out there. And they were just, you mean yeah, before the dreads were, like, they were just <laughs> works of art to behold. Yeah. Uh, he's got to be the guy. I think <laughs> if we're like just going off their, like what they've done in entertainment outside of the game. Purely, purely. Um, and I think, uh, I think GK, you're last again. Yep. Um, honestly, like I- I've been listening to his work for a bit at Joe Budden. Yeah. Time. I do like uh, Joe Budden. Yeah, he's a really solid artist, and I just love mm. the way his music sounds. Take a walk with me. That's a great final boss. <laughs> oh my god, that is going to be my theme because of how much <laughs> I put in a Def Jam, and like I feel like anytime we ever talk the game, I'm just like, come and take I a mean, walk. Like, you know, me. that's a game. That's a song about like looking at your life choices and like kind of questioning that you're on the right path like <laughs> well i mean you've been telling me you know you've been referring to me as sakura and telling me i'm gonna die to death so maybe i should be questioning all right all right, all right. Choices. i mean you are, you are far and away Joe, the most enthusiastic person i've ever met on like uh like talking about their work like uh, oh he absolutely is the, the amount of like exclamation points and like serious like yes i'm here for this let's do this let's do it now <laughs> Really yeah. talk to and say like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? And they'll say like, yes, house tonight. Like, that's it's pretty cool, man. It's 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 like it's admirable. I I, I think a lot of it. Yeah, like I've, I appreciate I've that. No man. ego when it comes to this. Like Joey is the face of Def Jam right now. Like he is working so hard, both in terms of promotion and just in terms of like finding stuff out, doing write ups for the community. Like this guy works his ass off. He loves this game. <laughs> that's great it's amazing i do well i do oh good i mean I, I was just gonna say it's like i put in a, like i i love gaming i'm very passionate about it and the more i love a game the more i put into it that's why i love competing in the fgc and why i've trained in so many and why i just play so many other games and dev jam fight for new york is just one of the games I love a lot and felt it was really underappreciated or, you know, just it could be something bigger, something more. I'd like to do the same thing with a couple other games like Pokemon Puzzle League, but one game at a time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's reasonable. I mean, how much how much does your brother keep you at one game at a time? That's probably like a battle. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well, typically... We we do our you know we typically do a lot of our own thing. We're both very busy people. Um, but uh, you know I um, as far as stuff we do together, you know that really build you know, that 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 kind of gets stuck to one thing for a while. I mean, you know, sometimes it's Tekken, sometimes it's Mortal Kombat, sometimes it's Clay Fighters, sometimes it's you know, Def Jam has been definitely like the nine month running thing between yep. us now this year. <laughs> 
we, we've been running that for nine nine months now. Yep. And we have so in the nine months we have gone into this game, we have basically taken it from being played like a normal AKI wrestling game to like making it into a very in-depth fighter with anime That's level awesome. tech. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to me that that much was there to uncover. Like in the way that you described the the sort of like, I don't know, the nature of the producer, the nature of sort of like the, the IP that like, you know, I would have expected there to be as much there as like in a wrestler not as much as in like an anime fighter, which is like it speaks to why the game seems like so special, like why people are willing to to come back to it and rally around it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's really neat to just think about how you know this this whole scene honestly came to be about. Um, you know, Chris was the one who was hosting the tournaments. So there was uh, that guy R S yeah. Huggy Bear. Um, you know, he was the one who hosted the first tournament at that odd games event that got you and hosting the tournament. And then just me and my brother, we, we would play this game from time to time, you know, we're just for fun. We just played as like a normal wrestling game. But once we found Chris's tournament scene at CEO and started attending it, we started to take it seriously. And after CEO this year, we just said, screw it. I mean, we were already looking at it prior to CEO this year, but we just, like, like the most of these developments have been within the you know six, last six to nine months of this year for this game. Wow! And I would say to that too, like the game has grown exponentially in the last six months or so. But just looking at what the game looks like today, or even what the game looked like at CEO this year compared to what it looked like at CEO 2016, which I think it's. Yeah, 2017 like, even the game was still evolving year to year like it's it's changed a lot since uh i started running tournaments for it and i'm just really happy to see the game continue to grow like every year we think oh we've solved the game like there's no more growth and then there's more growth yeah i would definitely say though like <laughs> if we looked at it the way it evolved it just it, it started out just simply growing, you know, just like like someone just doing like small dieting and jogging. And then just like suddenly someone just like hit it with chest paddles and steroids and epinephrine and shit. And it just blew off I the mean, handle. I'm glad to be here at the, the at the beginning of the steroid era. You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's a great time for the fans. <laughs> yeah, man, seriously. <laughs> just hitting tens of home runs a season, that sort of thing. Yeah, you got some you got some uh, Barry Bonds, uh, Mark McGuire stuff going on here. This is good. Um, so, uh, is there anything we didn't get to? Is there anything you feel like we 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 you wanted to touch on that we didn't we didn't do, get a chance to? Well, I mean, uh, you know, if you are, you know, to anyone who is listening on this, if they are interested in learning on more Def Jam stuff, um, I mean, first off, we do have the Def Jam Fight for New York Discord. Um, it's a cool Discord. I just joined today. I, I will vouch for it. It's a, it's a, it's a neat place. Um, additionally, there is um, my Twitter account, which is Joey Bag of Donuts Eight. Um, you also have, um, if you want to co- see like some cool stream footage. Um, uh, you got Pretty Boy Jackal's uh, stream on Twitch. Um, whenever I get my Elgato, hopefully in the coming next month, I plan on streaming on Def Jam Fight for New York stuff as well, which my handle there is Joey Bag of Donuts 17. Um, sadly, it seems like everyone's always got just simple Joey Bag of Donuts. It's really just to add these numbers. You think that you would have gotten um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. Um, 
but uh you know if you are you know i'm i'm always down to train anybody in the game that wants to learn it just you know to simply play with friends or to actually wants to compete at a professional level we got you know people like gk here who uh help out with the tech same thing with jj mondo who's in the discord um i mean we're we're a very open friendly scene and you know if you think you're coming in alone well i mean the simple fact is the def jam fight for new york scene one thing i'll give it over mostly any fgc game is it has probably one of the most collaborative scenes I've ever seen as far as a community. We have people from Street Fighter, from Tekken, uh, the NetherRealm Studio games, um, the Smash Bros games, people who don't even play games who are just fans of hip-hop music, people who've only played, like, one game in their life and just happen to fall in love with this. I mean, wrestling fans, we have... A, just a huge collaborative community of people from games of all types just coming in or, you know, even no gaming background just coming into this and actually trying to play nice. at a competitive level. It is pretty incredible, honestly. So, you know, if you think you're alone, you're definitely not. That's for sure. So, I mean, that that's, yeah, that's like, that's actually inspirational in a, in a, in a, in a really nice way. Um, so Joey is found at Joey Bag of Donuts 8. Um, Chris, GK, where you guys found at? All right, so mine is the Gatekeeper twenty four. Okay. Um, on Twitter, and I also run the uh, Def Jam Fight for New York official FGC Twitter account, and that's um, at cool. Jam Excellent. FGC. Insta, Insta follow right there. Um, and anywhere else people can find your work? Uh, no, I'm pretty grounded to twitter and obviously like you know if people join the discord server i'm there i'm happy to answer any questions i've if people want to get in a net play and for some reason there's an issue uh you know feel free to ask me i'll i'll answer it this is expanded beyond like what i could have imagined the community would look like even a year ago but um yeah, I'm at- <laughs> yeah you know what you you guys kept telling me <laughs> this could go further and i kept saying how and y'all did it so yeah <laughs> hey. i'll never forget coming in and you being like oh i mean i know people like this game but i just don't see it go anywhere and i'm just like trust me and then just you know i just basically grab it and start climbing up ladders and <laughs> shit i guess and like <laughs> next thing you know it's you know getting on like main stage stuff you know or you know main side stage stuff at CEO like nice setups I mean com- global community blow up scenes popping up all over the globe I mean it's you know and I just hey you know if you've got a game and you think it's dead I say go for it try and bring it back it may take a while but you got passion for the game yeah, for you know, sure it can happen but uh, as far as where you can find me online and like I said mine uh, mine's gonna come with an asterisk like. I don't have an alt Twitter, so I follow a lot of 18 plus accounts. My likes and replies reflect that. If you're not trying to see that, you don't want to give me a follow. No hard feelings. Uh, but I can be found at, at <laughs> Mondi Cindy. Uh, I'm on Twitch at uh, Mondi Cindy as well. Basically, just streaming BattleTech these days. But every once in a while, I dust off the PS2 and might run something on there. Sweet. All right. Well. Um... I mean, aside from the asterisk, which doesn't bother me, um, but I, you know, just in the interest of in the interest of full disclosure. Yeah, no, I, I, th- hey, I'm with you. I think that's great. Um, but I, I was just saying, no, no, no shame. Um, <laughs> yep. But aside from the asterisk, uh, everyone uh, should follow these guys. Everyone should be following the Steph Jam uh, uh, project because I think in a lot of ways it's like it speaks to to what I find really great about 
video game communities in the current moment that like i don't know they can bring this stuff back like there's there's an option to sort of like if you don't like the way something ended uh for you for like a series you love um you can do something about it and that's that's awesome like that's just like an extremely yeah. powerful feeling I can't tell you how many people are just like, I thought that game was dead. And I was like, hey, to me, I feel like more like Icon just knocked it out or put it to sleep. And we, you know, we've just been, you know, Chris here has been keeping the pulse in it and being the gatekeeper, been, you know, like shaking it till <laughs> yeah. it wakes up or something. You know, we've been, <laughs> we've been zapping it with electricity, yep, right new on. life, new body. Well, yeah, no. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely be following you along with it. Hope I hope I see you guys at CEO and uh, yeah, hope to have you on again soon. Oh yeah, if you go in to see yo man, I definitely want to see you know. Hey, you know, oh, train yeah. you up, get you ready for the tournament. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pretty hopeless. Yeah, if you're gonna be around in the Discord, you know, just uh, shoot us a message. Like, we can get games in, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm I'm a good teacher. <laughs> Sensei Donuts got you. Hey, I, you know, I I could use some training up on any sort of fighting game. So I, you know, I won't say no. Same. Uh, oh yeah, and I'll I'll link the Discord, but um, but it's uh, uh I know Joey links it quite often. Um, it's it's the just the main, which is great. I mean, I I say that is in an admirable way because I never like mine and I should. Um, but uh, but does the does the main account uh, link it a lot? Probably not as much as it should. Uh, and like, I don't know. I've been really, really paranoid about bots and just bad actors coming into the discord and sure. making a mess of things. So I was, so you were as I am, you know, just been like, <laughs> right. jam, def jam. <laughs> and Chris is over there going like pulling his hair. I was like, what are you right. doing? And, and I'm like, def jam. I mean, honestly, with, I can't argue with the results. So yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Follow all those. Follow all those accounts. Um, follow up with Def Jam. I will be. And uh, yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I appreciate you having us, man. Definitely be down to do this again sometime. That was fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Let's do it again. Yeah. Soon. All right. See ya.